You are listening to the Choose Your Struggle podcast, a member of the Shameless Podcast Network. Enjoying the podcast? Consider supporting it on Patreon. You'll get behind-the-scenes looks, sneak peeks, extra bonus content, and best of all, a way to interact with me, your host. You'll also get discounts on merch like tank tops and magnets and all the other services I provide, like booking me to speak, coach or consult, or even advertise here on the podcast. Check it out in the show notes or in patreon.com slash choose your struggle. Plans start at as little as $3.40 a month, and all the money goes right into the podcast. All right, let's get back to the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first A Day in the Life. This is a new storytelling program brought to you by Choose Your Struggle. Your host, your producer, Jay Schiffman. You may be familiar familiar with me from my podcast, Choose Your Struggle, or from my other storytelling event, uh, which is called Rock Bottom Storytellers. The, the debut of that was back in January. We have another one of those happening a week from tonight, next Wednesday. Same time, same place. Four more incredible storytellers telling their rock bottom moments, talking about struggle and normalizing, not only going through struggle, but talking about it because we got to end that stigma, right? It's so important. But this is different. This is something a little bit different. A Day in the Life is meant to create community around storytelling. I love a good story. Those of you who know my personal story, the, the everything I do today, everything I do around speaking, around storytelling, around my podcast, it all goes back to one night, and that was election night of 2015, when a very special person, a very nice person, a very kind person named Sean Braley gave me an opportunity. And, and I, I should rephrase that. He didn't give me opportunity. He kind of begged me to take it. At first, I was like, I'm not going to do this. I was very scared. And Sean helped me understand that there was nothing to be scared of in telling my personal story. And I told it that night, and it completely launched everything that I do. And now I, here I am six years later, I do this full time. So I thought it was appropriate that the first the first day in the life storytelling event was going to be with that same guy, Sean Braley, the master storyteller. I know we're kind of, we're kind of starting on a high note. It's going to be really hard for everybody who comes after this. So before we bring on Sean, you'll see there's a banner at the bottom of my screen. And that banner is an ad for bookshop. Bookshop is our partner on this program tonight. They're one of my sponsors on my podcast. If you haven't heard of bookshop, please check them out and do so using this link bookshop is an organization like amazon like any of these other big name booksellers but what they do that's a little bit different is they ask you to pick your favorite bookstore whether it's your neighborhood one down the street or the one you grew up going to and a, a, a portion of the the proceeds from the sale of whatever book you buy they give back to those bookstores and I mean, I personally think that's incredible. It's why I signed on this partnership agreement with them. But not only that, they also help out guys like me. So uh, a piece of it is going to go to that bookstore. A piece of it's going to go to me if you shop through this link on the screen. Like I said, they're the partner for tonight. And you can get everything there. I've bought everything from you know textbooks to Star Wars novels on Bookshop. So please go check them out. Now, here's how tonight's going to work. 
you're about to hear an incredible story from Sean. I haven't heard this yet. I'm going to be listening too. I've got my drink right here. I'm going to be standing here watching like everybody else. After he's done, yours truly is going to come back and we're going to chat a little bit about the story and about the, the themes in the story. And, and I'm going to go a little bit deeper with him. So stick around. The whole thing is not going to be more than half an hour, 45 minutes, but I promise you it's going to be a great time. So without further ado, the very first day in the life storytelling event, I'm going to bring on Sean Braley. All right, everybody in your own homes, give it up for Sean. Hello. Hello. What's up? Hey, <laughs> welcome to the stage. I... The first time that I told my story, the first thing I did, if you remember this, is I made everybody in the crowd give it up for Sean because yeah. you were leading this amazing storytelling event and everybody got up on stage and everyone claps for them. And I was like, man, forget that. I want people to give it up for Sean. So we're going to do that real quick. Let's give it up for Sean before we get started. All right. And I feel like uh, now I need to say everyone give it up for Jay. So I feel like that's the only like I would look like a dick if I didn't say that right. Well, thank you. But also, you can I give mean... it up for me at the end of at the end of your story because we're here for you tonight. I'm yeah. just your host. Okay. So I think that's a perfect opportunity for me to say I'll see y'all later. Sean, take it away. All right. Thanks, Jay, uh, and thank you guys for for checking this out. So story that I uh, chose from today is a story that's really near and dear to my heart and I was thinking about it today because I drove by a trailer park and I grew up in a trailer park called uh, Green Acres um, and our trailer park was right next to this place uh, called Woodville Gardens which was just this bougie other trailer park like they hated us and we hated them because they knew they were better than us or they thought they were better than us and we knew they were better than us uh, like if we were white trash, they were white recycling, you know, like they're, they were better than us and they knew it. We knew it. Um, but one day our, uh, our trailer park earned its bad reputation. Uh, when a man who lived in our trailer park, who was high on meth, walked over to their community pool squatted over the water and proceeded to poop on a floating child. Yeah, you know, like some people say they're gonna drop the kids off at the pool. Like this guy decided to drop one on a kid at a pool. It was like, we called it a floater on a floater, really. Um, but as soon as this happened, like it was a huge stir. Our our little town, I grew up in Goshen, Ohio, and our little town was a buzz like with this thing. And our little community paper actually quoted their president of their community council in their trailer park as saying, I'm sure some of those Green Acres folks are good, but most of them, most of them are just pool pooping meth heads. And <laughs> that's a legitimate quote. And then as Trumpian as that sounds, he decided to build a wall between our two trailer parks. I mean, wall's a strong word for it. It was a chain link fence with barbed wire on top. But to disconnect the two communities to say like, no, you, your people no longer belong here. So I was probably 12, 13 when this happened. Two years later, 
still living in the same place. I'm 15 now and I have my first girlfriend and she doesn't live amongst the banished people, but she is good friends with a, a girl who lived over there and she was staying the night with her. And we made a plan that I would sneak out and come to her. And, you know, we would do what 15 year olds do when they sneak out of the house together, um, like play Scrabble or something. But so we made this plan and I had heard, I'd never needed to use it before, but I'd heard that there was this hole in the fence somebody had cut. And so I was going to look for that hole so I could find the lady of my dreams here. And so I am scouring, like I sneak out of my house, it's around midnight and I'm scouring through different people's lots and yards to find this hole in the fence. Uh, coming up on nothing and I don't have a cell phone I'm, I'm a little too old for that. We didn't have cell phones just on us all then. So I don't have a way to contact her or anybody. Uh, and so I, I end up, I'm about to give up. And I'm, I like, remember I was in this person's yard and I look up and I see the fence with the hole in it. And I'm like, I found it. I'm going to get laid tonight. And I, I also looked down and noticed that my shoe needed tied. So I, I bent down to tie my shoe. And while tying my shoe, like a ninja, uh, a man stood in front of me. And I looked up and was shocked to see him. And uh, if I could describe what he looked like, I'm like, if he was going to a costume party, I would say he was going for achy breaky heart. Uh, era Billy Ray Cyrus. Uh, he had that hair, that look. He was wearing a Dale Earnhardt uh, cutoff shirt, jorts, and he was holding a large kitchen knife in his hand. And when I noticed that factor, since the whole thing, it was like stereotype, the epitome of if you're like, what does a person in a trailer park look like? You picture this man, but not usually holding a large kitchen knife and like looking angry at you. And he says, are you one of those people about the Woodville Gardens people? And I'm like, uh, no, I'm not. And he's like, oh, so you're going over to be around those people. And I was like, I'm just going to see my girlfriend, man. And he was like, oh, well then I ought to cut your pecker off. And I was like, that is incredibly aggressive and unnecessary. Uh, and so I'm frightened and I just decide to run because what else am I going to do? And this guy starts to chase me. Like he's not like running fast. He's kind of got that like brisk Michael Myers, uh, walk, you know, to him. And I'm just like scared for my life. And then he starts to run and I get even more afraid and <laughs> This part is going to sound fake, too, because it's just so ridiculous. Um, the guy trips over what we would call, like, trailer park lawn ornaments. Uh, it was a, a toilet, separate from plumbing, just in the yard. And he, he trips over this toilet. He tries to jump it for some reason, and he trips over it. Uh, and I just kept running. And I ran out of my trailer park, and I ran around the long way and went to that trailer park where it went to Woodville Gardens. So I just never found or never went through the easy way. 
And when I finally got to my girlfriend's friend's house, I, I she told me to just knock on the window of the room that she was staying in. So I did, no answer. I knocked again, no answer. And it turns out she had fallen asleep and I had no way to contact her. And so I did all of this effort. I almost died for nothing, you know? So it felt meaningless, but when I told her the story, I probably embellished a few things. Um, and who knows what's even true and what's not anymore. Cause I told a story so I could look like a badass to my girlfriend when I was 15, when I was very, and still am not very badassy, you know? But I tell that story just to say, uh, in, in some ways to tie it in even like, Jay didn't ask me to do this. He just told me to tell a story from my life. But thinking of the mission of the work that Jay is doing right now, and just the, this idea of um, choosing your struggle. Uh, I grew up in a trailer park around people that were using meth, but also my family and a lot of people around there were incredibly uh, rigidly religious and conservative <clears throat> Baptists. So I, I grew up around these judgmental Baptists and around these people that had kind of abandoned hope on life and just kind of given up and given in to their addiction. And I saw that both groups of people felt like they could never belong to the other group. The, the uppity religious people looked down on the people who were actively in addiction and they were, they were thinking like, I, I would never stoop to that level. And the people that were actively in addiction that were struggling, were looking at the religious people and going, I could never be that. And the truth is the line on being either one of them was so thin that it was just a trailer park lot away, you know, and, and growing up in that experience helped me know and understand that whoever I am today, I could have been anybody else. And so it's my job then to try to be a person that learns their perspective because I would never know how close I was to their perspective until I heard their perspective and their story. And so I, I think that just to, again, tie that into choose your struggle that connects into me because the struggle is to stop making the struggle other people, the struggles inside of ourselves. I could have pointed the fingers at people around me in addiction. I could have pointed the fingers at the religious people. And I often have, because I felt like I didn't belong to either of those groups. But that didn't get me anywhere until I chose the struggle of owning myself, my own identity, who I am, from my trailer park roots to who I am today. And um, so that's why I do everything I do, the, the event that I run that Jay was on and everything. Um, and so just to clarify more about that, yeah, uh, Jay just threw it down on the bottom, cincystories.org. You can see some of the work that we do where we are capturing both making short documentaries, but also hosting events around the city to connect neighbors. I mean, storytelling is a useful and entertainment tool, you know, but it's also a useful community building tool because that's how empathy is built. That's how connections are built. Uh, and if we can have empathy for one another, for our neighbors, for the people that actually inhabit the same spaces, cities, towns as us, think of the change that would happen in our 
our cities, our, our countries, our world. Um, so that's why we do what we do. Um, and thank you guys for having me here today too. And thanks Jay for having me. So that's what I wanna say now, all in the company of your own homes, just start going crazy for Jay. Jay deserves it. He's putting on this amazing show and doing all the amazing work that he's doing. Do you hear that applause, Jay? I hear it. It's so loud. Thank you. That's so <laughs> kind. So I got to say that I didn't, uh, this story to go from tripping over a toilet in the lawn to actually being moved. Like that's a, that's a long way to go. And I applaud you for getting us to go there. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're right. It was. And I somehow did it. I don't know how I did it, but. So, so I do have some questions. <laughs> you, you said, you know, when you imagine a guy in a trailer park, it, it, you and I have joked about this a lot, but you know, like there is a bit of a, a whipping boy complex of people who live in a trailer park, right? You guys are the, the butt of all jokes. Yeah. I mean, how do you, as a person who lived in one, grew up one, like, how do you feel about those stereotypes? I mean, I think that they're like, I was even just talking to to people about that story like a few months ago. Um, Cause I was like, I think this might be a story that I, that I tell places. Um, and so I was just running it by a few people and they were like, I remember at that time I was trying to compare, I was trying to figure out how to make the comparison between the two trailer parks. And I was like, their trailer park had sidewalks and ours didn't. And all the people I was talking to just couldn't even picture how a sidewalk and a trailer park could go together. So there was like a I can't. like, it's just like, how does that even work? And it's, and, and so like, even that much of like an element of like, people just don't know. I mean, you drive by them maybe, but you're not there. There's so many different sizes and types. So I think just knowing that there's all sorts of people that live in them, most of them are pretty low income people, but they're coming from all different stripes. Um, and so I, I think not automatically putting that judgment, but some of the stereotypes are true for a reason too. There's like, literally there are toilets and yards, you know, and there's guys chasing people with night, like people, you know, people are still uh, who you picture 50% of the time, but that's a whole other 50% of people that aren't like that. So was that a thing that you, I may have asked you this before, but is that a thing that you struggled with while you were growing up? Like, knowing that that was the stereotype or did you be like or did you like buy into that like yeah that's that's who i am no i i was kind of a jerk sort of when i lived in the trailer park i was like i didn't really let myself make many friends there because i was like this isn't me i'm better than this mm. and it was like not a good look for me you know like i'm glad that that I, i've gotten over that obviously but i I think I was always afraid of being lumped in with those those groups of people and being thought of as dumb or as uneducated or dirty or whatever. And um, so I, I I didn't even like to tell people about it until like probably the last five or six years because now I'm like, oh, that's like part of my identity. I can't ignore that. And so I'm happy that I grew up in a trailer park now, but like at the time, it wasn't so bad in terms of like the trailer was nice to, you know, there was nice things there, but it was like the thing that was just bad was the social stuff, like people judging you for knowing you're in a trailer park. 
do you think so knowing what you do and I'm, I'm going to pause here and throw it back up on the screen so you can talk about this a little bit but one of the things that I've, I think that you are so incredibly skilled at is showing humanity in people, you know, as someone who has been on sort of both sides of your work, right? I've, I've not only spoke at a, at a Cincy Stories, but I'm in one of your, your videos that you used to play at your, at your location. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously, I'm, I'm a, as I joked before we came on here, at least in your top five for, for biggest fans, yeah. you you bring out this in people so expertly is that a thing that you think because it is is partly because of of your growing up or, or is it more what you were just saying that how much you had to come to terms with your own identity yeah i think it's i mean it's a, a mixture of both like when you think about um like growing up the way that i did uh, that always humbles you and I would make friends from, from my church or from my school and I would go to their house and it would be in a normal subdivision and it would be just a normal suburban house. And I remember going and to my friend's house and they had a, a finished basement with a pool table. And I said, man, you guys have like a mansion. And he was like, he was actually offended by that because he didn't want to be rich. He didn't want to be thought of as rich. And so he push back against me and that was just like I I just didn't know any better so like I think that that helped humble me in some ways but as I became an adult I've had to do a lot of inner work to not be embarrassed by it so like the humbleness is good but the embarrassment the shame isn't good so differentiating between that um, and what that means for my identity and my psyche I think is important to recognize so we're, we're going to go a little lighter here because we got some some funny questions. Okay. Uh, here's one that you can answer because I think you'll find very funny. Are you guys still together? Oh, man. Uh, well, no, we're not, unfortunately. Um, it was uh, it was a good long relationship, though. Uh, so the romance stayed strong for a long time, but no, we're not together anymore. And and this one from the same person, Michelle, who is it, it was awesome and does a lot of great work herself. This is this is pretty great. What stood out for me was there was a man chasing you and your girlfriend slept through it. That was a visual for me. <laughs> well, she wasn't near it, so she couldn't hear it. But yeah, just the fact that she like if it was in a movie, it'd probably be cutting back and forth to her like soundly sleeping <laughs> and then cut back to me like running for my life. <laughs> So just to be clear, though, this was a guy who you didn't know, but was like kind of your neighbor, right? Yeah. I mean, the trailer park is was big enough like that if you live, it's like a the size of a small neighborhood. Like it's like, you know, like four or five city blocks, like a wide and round. And so like you, if you're on one corner and then somebody's on the other corner, you might never see them even you're going to drive into the same place, but you're not going to just know every single neighbor unless they're active in the community. Did you ever see this guy again? No. So I don't even no. like, like there's honestly parts of me that are like, was he even real? What was it? <laughs> Trailer park passed? Like, what was it? <laughs> he was, he was the uh, sort of the evil demon of trailer parks. He, he was a stereotype, but was also like a killer. Yeah. 
yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's maybe if he stabbed me, then I would have just started like I would have had dip in my mouth, like <laughs> bitten, and then just like a mullet formed on my head. Yeah. Werewolf, like or like a, a vampire kind of accident, you know. To be fair, I've seen pictures. You had a mullet for a day, for one day. <laughs> That was in my early 20s. I grew out my hair uh, and I, when I cut it, I was like, well, the day before I go into the like barbershop to get my hair cut, I'm just gonna have a friend just like cut it in a mullet just to see how it looks. And I tell you what, I got so many compliments from lesbians <laughs> <laughs> that one day. <laughs> oh man, that it's a look. It You look like, um, oh, what's the actor's name? Uh, Ethan... Supree Dupree from yeah, like that. And my name is Earl. My name is Earl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the resemblance is uncanny. It's a, it's a little it's a little weird. Yeah, maybe I am him. Who knows? <laughs> well, this was a lot of fun. Before we sign off, please take one more moment to talk about your work with Cincy Stories, where people can support you, and uh, you know especially the 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 thing i'll put back up on the screen but your 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 current project with uh pbs yeah so uh again stories is the organization uh sensystories.org to kind of and past and present but uh our current project and something that we're that's going to be ongoing for at least a little while is uh we are now partnered with pbs uh here in the cincinnati and dayton uh we have a show called long story short it's a half hour uh, documentary program. So every episode has a theme, has multiple stories from the Cincinnati and Dayton region. Um, and those stories, some of them are from like way five years ago that we made when we were working in neighborhoods like Walnut Hills where I met Jay. Uh, and other uh, ones are ones that we just freshly made like recently, right before they went on air. And so we're in the process now of shooting season two, but season one's on air every single Friday uh at 11 p.m cet think tv in cincinnati and dayton and you can check out that link ctconnect.org slash long dash story dash short uh, just to uh see some of the work that we've done uh some of the past episodes and they get posted there every every friday too um and uh, i'm trying to think of anything else that i'd want to oh the one i didn't say i didn't show is your band please oh. take a moment to talk about that yeah, I'm in a band called The Moon and the Man. We're kind of like a we're we've only been like playing out now for a few months. Um, we just recorded our first two songs, so we're gonna be releasing those in the next couple of weeks. But you can follow us on Instagram at it's called at Moon Comes First because uh, the Moon and the Man. Uh, but we are kind of like a neo soul '90s alt rock vibe is what we're calling it. So we we do cover some covers, but we do a lot of originals too. You are a man of many talents, my friend. You know, I do what I can. It's just to impress you, really, so. Well, it's working. You're doing very well. Sean, this has been a pleasure. I'm going to put you backstage, and we'll chat as soon as I get off, but I'm going to close out the show now. All right. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody. This was the first day in a day in the life. Uh, thank you so much to Sean. You are fantastic. Thank you all to you who tuned in tonight. Thank you in the future for everybody who watches this, uh, who listens. It'll be on the, uh, the Choose Your Struggle podcast. 
at some point whenever I get around to it. Uh, these are going to be happening semi-regularly every couple of weeks. The next one is in the middle of May. Um, the incredible guest next time is going to be the one and only Spark Tabor, who if you are a friend of Choose Your Struggle, you know he's been on many times. I've been on his podcast. Very funny comedian. He's going to tell a great story. Uh, there's a couple others already lined up. If you're interested, if you're listening to this, and you're like, oh, man, I could do that. Like, not as good as Sean. That's okay. And, you know, no one's as good as Sean. But if you think you could do this, please reach out. The list for my podcast is miles long. The list for A Day in the Life and uh, choose and Rock Bottom Storytellers isn't that long. So please reach out. I would love to hear from you. And tell me what you think. You know, tell me what you liked about this, what you think I could be, do better this is the first time, so I'm definitely looking to grow, looking to make sure I do what 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 you enjoyed and and fix what you didn't. So please reach out and check out uh, the bookshop link. They are our incredible sponsor to our partner, uh, HTTPS, that whole thing, bookshop.org slash shop slash CYS. Again, that's bookshop.org slash shop slash CYS. It's on the screen. Uh, it's in the notes of this if you're seeing it anywhere else. So Please check that out. Uh, it, it'll it'll help your neighborhood neighborhood bookstore. It'll also help me, and you know, you'll get a book. So, thank you so much for tuning in to the very first, the debut of a day in the life. Uh, follow at me on all your social media channels. I'm either Jay Shiffman or Choose Your Struggle everywhere. Uh, find me at my website, jshiffman.com. The Choose Your Struggle podcast is on every single podcast platform and YouTube. So check it out. And above all else, choose your struggle.